Bahaban. Let's do it. Yo, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Unstable Duo Podcast. I am Forrest, as always, and I am joined by my lovely co-host, Justin. How you doing, Justin, this week? Feeling lovely. It's about time you brought back my intro. Uh, <laughs> last couple of weeks, it hasn't been lovely, Justin. I, I mean... I, I've been I, off my game. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. No, you're making me feel better about myself. I'm lovely again. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. I had a dinner with friends tonight, a little gathering. Uh, doing doing good. Getting in that holiday spirit. <clears throat> Are all, you all, do, all done with my Christmas shopping already. Shit, everything is wrapped already. Half the people I know got their gifts for me already. I, I, oh. do, th- I do things fast. <laughs> yeah, I just bought this this morning, and uh, here you go, and I'll get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't keep secrets, though. When, when I buy a gift for somebody, even as much as I want to keep it a secret, I'm asking them right away, do I know what I got you? Why I don't know why I got you? I'm horrible. <laughs> I'm horrible. I never had Christmas, like, growing up. Uh, my parents were drug addicts, so I never got um, Chris. We never... From like seven or eight years old, I never got presents for Christmases or birthdays. So when I became right. an adult, I kind of really enjoy Christmas now. Right. <clears throat> I like it. So. Now I like it. <laughs> speaking of Christmas, nothing is more festive uh, than discussing religion. Especially since the holidays are a very, <coughs> excuse me, are a very uh, religious time of year for a lot of people. Um, so today we're talking, we're doing a part two to our religion. You can find the first one linked in the comments and description of all of our, uh, comics. Welcome, Diane. You are here before your daughter. I'm surprised. I'm, I'm very happy. Um, so, <laughs> so today on part two is going to be mostly focused on, is there a heaven or hell? What happens in the, in the afterlife? Oh, there's Sarah. Welcome everybody. <clears throat> I like so, it. I guess we can start this conversation on, you are a religious person. I mean, that's fair to say, correct? It is. You, do you go, okay, you have the Bible. Do you, do you, right how, there. Uh, just to kind of set a, you know, give us a setting. Do you, how religious are you? Do you go to church every week, once in a while? Uh, we're at church almost every week. Okay. Um, baptized and as, a, as an adult, uh, a couple years ago, members of a church. Okay. Um, I'm not listening to religious podcasts every day and watching religious programming every day. So you're active, but you're not hardcore. Uh, I'm active enough. I have belief in faith. Um, you know, I listen early. to some religious music. I mean, they won't, not a lot of people say skillet would be considered, you know, uh, that way, but they are most definitely a Christian rock band. So, mm-hmm. Uh, one of the family favorites to listen to. So we definitely have our fair share of religion, um, and we try to live by the principles the best we can. Okay. I, on the other hand, I I am not religious. Um, I kind of take the scientific route. Things are hard for me to to believe. It's hard for me to have faith uh, without evidence smacking me in the face. However, I'm not against religion. When I was a child, I went to church. I did almost a year of uh, Bible study every every week. I did Bible study. Um, I studied it. I've, I've read the Bible, uh, New Testament and Old Testament. I'm I'm familiar with it. I'm familiar with the the history. Uh, you know, I guess some people would say the stories of of the Bible. So I'm not I'm not you know I'm not just somebody that is totally against it. I fully support everybody's right to religion. Whatever makes in my eyes, whatever makes you a better person, as long as you're not shoving it down my throat. I am all happy for you. That's my stance. All right. Um, so with that said, I have a question for you. Do you believe um, <sighs> that God created earthlings? Is do you, do you think there's more universes that God created? Like, will there be aliens in heaven? <laughs> um, well, it really just says God is the beginning. I mean, I would 
venture to go as far as that God created the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, Milky Way universe, at least, okay. at a minimum. Like, our solar system is a universe. Correct. So, at a minimum, God is the creator of the universe that we are in, and therefore our planet and Earthlings, um, Earth people. Um, but as far as going beyond that... Um, we have no evidence to support that there's anything beyond our universe that's living. So from there, maybe he's creating other universes and we're starting the program over again. So religiously, as far as your beliefs, it's, it's not, it, it's not, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be bad to say that if, you know, if there's a heaven and you go to heaven that you may see entities that we may not see on earth maybe you know another planet the okay another question i would think though that heaven is a concept of our universe so let's say that another universe was created they would have their own heaven their own place to go afterwards that we probably not encounter other beings aside maybe um we'll have to do a religion for because there's some crazy stuff um, going on or has been going on in the past for those that have read the Bible. Um, so maybe you're going to see things in heaven that you're just not accustomed to seeing. And again, I want to apologize. I'm not trying to bash anybody's religion for anybody listening to us, uh, through streaming audio. I'm just, it's an interesting conversation from my stance to ask some questions of somebody that has different beliefs. So you you say there would be a different heaven for different entities. So uh, different universe, different universes. Like God is the creator of our universe, the Milky Way universe. Let's say there's another universe which there are seeming to be via telescopes and things being able to look beyond our solar system that it's possible there's a whole nother set. <laughs> So would all living organisms or all organisms that ever lived, would they be in heaven? Would you see mold in heaven? Would no. you see, I mean, it's living organisms, right? Yes, but the Bible is pretty specific that it's people. It's well, people didn't that are God get create there. all living things in his image? Uh, no, he created man in his image. Okay, 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 okay. Every okay. living thing in his image. Um it is pretty clear in Genesis that he created Adam and people to bear his image. So I have a question um, before we dive into what happens when you you know pass away. If God created man in his image, what about all the other things that aren't man? What about bacteria spores, living viruses, the smallest spiders what what do you religiously what what created those and would they have their own afterlife i know we hear a lot like uh we when you know when when animals pass away they talk about the rainbow road i'm i'm more thinking about living organisms that people don't like well i mean there's not really anything specific in the bible that says that stuff is gonna be here I mean, if you go through and dig beyond the Bible, um, the species that were on Earth were not nearly as numerous um, when creation happened. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's been a lot of interbreeding, crossbreeding, and adaptation to where, you know, now uh, snakes used to live in water. Now they don't have feet. Um, another one lived in the water, grew feet, um, a few things like that. They adapted to their environments and scientifically evolution. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you take a a lion and a tiger and they mate, that's not really a scientific evolution. That is crossbreeding. crossbreeding, Correct. The difference between crossbreeding, crossbreeding is exactly what you said. Evolution is where, uh, genetically DNA wise, um, right, there would the, be the strongest survive. If you right. have a large, if if, if there's a bunch of <clears throat> organisms that live in water and they're the bottom of the food chain, some weird mutation 
you know, kind of like a mutation. We see, we see a lot of bad mutations, you know, autism, Down syndrome, et cetera. But some right. weird mutation that may have gave them the upper edge, hey, they can, you know, they could breathe normal air and water, you know. Right. They're going to survive and, and procreate because they right. now and they have might become land mammals yeah. afterwards as opposed <clears throat> to fish. Um, I mean, that could be a mix of scientific evolution and just environmental adaptation. I mean, there's animals that lived in warm weather now live in cold weather. Yeah. Uh, they didn't evolve. They adapted. They just got thicker fur, and that's not really an ingrained DNA. It's a trigger to the climate that they're in. Yeah. They're, Natural they're, body adaptation. And I think, that's the, I think that's the issue a lot of people mistake when it comes to the science conversations is you hit it right on the head. There's a big difference between... Uh, genetic evolution, which is basically mistakes in the DNA that give DNA a leverage and end up, you know, winning the the DNA race. There's a difference between that and adaption and crossbreeding and everything else. Right. I mean, that might be a different podcast. Uh, yeah. To yeah. hit up because we could probably go on to that for hours. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I have a whole, I have a whole skew of these conversations. One more question I just wanted to ask you before we jump uh, right into the the heaven conversation: If God created all things, who created God and who created angels? Well, angels are God's original creation, so He created the angels and the heavens. Um, that's where the angels were at His side. Mm. Um, as far as who created God, he, allegedly, from what it says, he's always been. So he is the original. There are no creation before him and no creators. Because that, wow. that was one thing I always found a little bit frustrating is that the religion is very against the Big Bang theory, the, the scientific theory of how the world and mankind was created. But we actually have some science that back that up. I've used this example many times. I think I've used it in past podcasts. If you cook some dinner, leave the pan on a stove for a few weeks, you're going to get a living organism out of thin air that grows in that pan. So to think, to be very against um, the creation of mankind through the scientific theories, but then not to have any kind of theory as to where God came from was kind of contradictory for me. Well, I mean, if you look at the Big Bang overall, we don't know how exactly God created the Earth. It could have been a Big Bang. I'm that glad you said that. You don't. I don't. A whole bunch of matter and just bam, there's this planet. I mean, it's not like he drew it in like Bob Ross. You know, you know man, something had to happen. I'm glad you said that because it's <laughs> not. It's not something I've talked. I've had a lot of conversations about religion with people, and that's not something I've ever heard any anybody actually say as far as a theory. Like that, that's an interesting one. Yeah, I mean, if we we'll dig deep into this sometime, I'll put it on our list, or you can put it on our list. Um, when you talk about religion, there are so many aspects of it, and to hit. A single, you know, like hit all of them at one time would never happen. Yeah, yeah. Because there's so many things out there about everything. It's yeah. like you have to have a really deep and involved discussion to hit creation, um, like we're doing tonight, afterlife, and, you know, that. Uh, like Revelation, it's one of the shortest books in the Bible, but it's got so much stuff in there. Um, and the topic is just crazy to talk about. And every every religion has varying and sometimes very different beliefs as far as how things happen, which can get very polarizing. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the concept of heaven has existed in various forms and across many cultures and civilizations throughout history. Um, from from my research, the earliest evidence of belief in afterlife was traced back to prehistoric cultures where people often buried their dead with grave uh, goods and offerings, suggesting a belief in some form of continued existence beyond death. They, you know, anything they had that was valuable or important, they bury them with so that they could take with them to the afterlife. In ancient times, the Sumerians and Babylonians believed in a subterranean afterlife called the underworld, where souls were judged by gods and assigned fates 
based on their early early based on their earthly deeds. Uh, the Egyptians, on the other hand, envisioned a more elaborate afterlife known as the Field of Reeds, where souls continue to enjoy life similar to their earthly existence. Uh, one of the reasons they're mummified, they were mummified in elaborate gold and everything else, tombs. Uh, the ancient Greeks and Romans had other beliefs about the afterlife. The Greeks believed in a realm called Tartarus for the wicked and Elysium for the virtuous. Uh, the Romans envisioned a more nuanced system of rewards and punishment in the afterlife. So it's, it's, it's been a very contradicting, different uh, belief across history, across where you live. What do you personally believe? I, I, I'm sure we can all take a guess. Uh, but what do you personally <laughs> believe happens when you die? Happy birthday, Diane. She had a birthday this week, even though I messaged her and she ignored me. Oh, can't <laughs> ignore that. <laughs> um, well, we're taught that there's a heaven and a hell. Uh, and if you look, look deeper, there's a purgatory as well. Um, allegedly seven layers, uh, but really don't know much about anything else but purgatory, heaven and hell, and, you know, our life form right now. Um, heaven is based on your deeds and your beliefs um, and following christ like he wants you to live yeah that does not mean that you can't make mistakes along the way uh, but you have to live the best life you can and when you are making mistakes you know uh apologize and actually feel bad for what you've done and try to change it um and heaven is a big golden city if you listen to the full descriptions where you don't need lights everything is just naturally lit and it's paradise so, like we, like I said, um, some religions only believe in heaven. They don't even believe in the concept of hell. You know, purgatory, purgatory was it something uh, that was acknowledged a long time ago? Was it? It was. That, that's that's a relatively new in history thing that has been brought up, isn't it? Uh, I don't remember, I don't, when I was going through Bible study when I was a kid, I don't remember us talking about purgatory much at all. Well, purgatory is essentially the place you go and wait until you're judged. Yeah. Um, kind of like a waiting room. Now, so I guess, I guess, I guess back when I was a kid, they just kind of referenced it. You get, you go to the pearly gates and they, they decide where you go. I guess, I guess back then that was purgatory. Right. Now, if you dig deeper into the religion and some of the beliefs and readings that are extra biblical combined with the biblical, um, at the end of times, no one has actually ever went to heaven according to some ways that people have broken it down that everyone is still buried in the dirt right now hmm. and there will be a time of tribulation um according to christianity that will bring about the end of the earth as we know it um and during that time is when the bodies will then rise or fall so they go to heaven or hell at that time um otherwise essentially what you would think of right now is earth would be purgatory because they're waiting for their judgment. They're waiting to see whether they're going up or down. Um, but I don't think anyone can truly know because nobody's been there. Um, nobody's been to either place that we know of. Like, it's not like I've dropped to hell and came back and like, oh man, that was hot. You know, no one's went to heaven and came back and said, wow, it's beautiful up there. We get writings about what it's supposed to be like. Yeah, we have we have stories that people you passed away you know went towards the light uh scientists call them ndes near near death events and typically they 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 say it's because when your body is going through a traumatic time and shutting down as you start to die your brain kind of goes haywire and you start to see things and that's why everybody's uh personal experience is very personal to them it's um right <clears throat> so yeah, it's, it's, we don't really have, and I think that's the biggest thing is we don't have evidence. I always say if there is a God, no matter what religion he's in, 
it's kind of infuriating that he just doesn't say, hey, here I am. Stop killing millions of people every year in my name. <laughs> like, right. Um, the world would just be a lot better place if, if he showed himself. As far Maybe. as. What's that? Maybe. Don't uh, think so? I, I really, because there's so What's many non believers, they're going to be like, oh, who the hell is this guy? This is a psyop. This is a joke. This can't be real. I would think that would make some people crazy, just downright crazy. And just think about an entity that was powerful enough to create all of this that we've lived on, we've witnessed, we've seen um, coming down and showing himself to you. You think he'd look like your neighbor? I mean, God might walk amongst us at any point in time. It does not say that in the Bible anywhere. But he might walk amongst us all the time, checking in on different people and just, you know, that random guy you saw over there, you know, the homeless guy waiting for a handout could be him. We don't know. Fair enough. Now, my personal belief as far as what happens when you die, um, many years ago, I lost someone that I loved very much. And I, I strongly believe that when you go through something like that, you kind of do some soul searching to try to figure out what makes you feel comfortable <clears throat> with the afterlife. And I spent weeks um, praying, talking, talking to God, you know, just everything. And I kind of came to the calming thought that when we die, it's just like we go to sleep. Um, we just don't wake up. We, we dream for all of eternity. Right. Um, and th there's a little bit of science backing that theory for me that we'll get into shortly, but you know, whether that's true or not, that just kind of, kind of made me feel calm about losing somebody that I loved very much and made me feel better. Um, right. and you could, you could put spins on that. You know, people have bad dreams. People have good dreams. If you're a bad person, maybe you could have bad dreams. If you're a good person, you could have good dreams. And I always kind of wondered as a kid, if what if you love what if you love a couple people in your life and you live to be a hundred and the people you love you lost earlier, are you, is this going to be some big horror fest in heaven? And then I thought, if you die and you dream, you're going to dream about probably the most recent person you loved. You may have flashback dreams. It's just kind of like a very. But that's what made me feel comfortable about uh, the afterlife. Um, when you read into it, though. <laughs> what it's saying is that when you get there, it's a new life. So the people from your past life, uh, you don't know them anymore. It's a completely new beginning. Now, see, there there are very contradicting, just like the Old Testament and New Testament are very contradicting, too. One of them says that the God, that God is all-forgiving, and with the exception of, like, suicide, he can forgive anything as long as you're truly... Um, remorseful and then we have the other testament where you know he's gonna uh deal hell on everybody that did anything wrong and unless you are the utmost moral person you're going to go to hell so there's very contradicting things we always heard you'll see your loved ones when you go to heaven and then we hear like you said that you'll start a new life yeah. so it's like who do you believe even in the same religion because the same religion like you're in has contradicting sides too Right, I mean, you got to read it. I mean, that's a lot of it. So a lot of time when you go to church, uh, you get a lot of uh, the butterflies and rainbows parts. Hmm. Um, do this and everything's going to be great and grand. I mean, they do read the story. Um, but when you read in the Old Testament, yes, God was a vengeful God uh, in the Old Testament and would destroy cities, kill people, eliminated almost the entire human race. Um, for what was going on at that time. But then he gave his son and said, you know, that was his manifestation on earth, was Jesus. So he gave Jesus to die for us. Um, he took our sins. He takes the burden of all the bad things that we're doing and calms God down. So where God is loving because he gave up and made that sacrifice. So he's not the same. He's still a vengeful God but not the vengeful God of the Old Testament. I mean, that's just what, it, if you read it, that's what it's going to tell you. 
Uh, Sarah says, what about reincarnation? I know there's a, there's a quite a few um, religions that believe in reincarnation. I don't know enough about it, or it, it does align with my theories of when you pass away, so I can't really comment on it. I don't... I'll give you a little bit. I mean, feel free to, feel free to open up about that. So, the Hindus believe in reincarnation. That mm-hmm. is one of the big basis of their... Um, religion, and essentially what it says is the deeds you do on earth um, are how you're going to be reborn in the afterlife. If you are a great, giving, loving person, you're going to be resurrected or reincarnated as something people revere. Um, A great thing that they're going to look up to a great person um, of great stature, a great piece of nature. If you are garbage a garbage human being, you're going to come back as an insect. Um, and that's just what how they do things. So they try to get you to behave better so that you don't come back as an ant or a worm or something of the sort. The little, the little bit of thoughts I have had uh, regarding reincarnation in the past is it is interesting to me the theory that newborn babies remember their previous life until a certain age and everybody I've talked to, including myself, we can't, we won't really don't have a memory beyond three, four. Like we can't remember those that, that age. First couple of years. Yeah. Like even at my age now, I'll have something happen. I'll be like, Oh, I remember, I remember learning how to tie my shoes. I was like four, but I, I cannot remember anything beyond that so there is there is interesting theories that 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 support reincarnation yeah but i mean if you think about when you're that young there is so much uh, overload of information coming in you're learning to walk talk breathe function how to use your hands your feet your legs your knees how much more does your information can your brain take in I mean, even now, sensory overload, we get it as adults. Hmm. Um, but just imagine a newborn coming in and having to learn all that stuff at one time. So, I mean, it's quite possible that that is how it it works. Yeah, yeah. All right, so um, to go with my theory of what happens, scientists have a lot of knowledge. I'll talk about the scientific realm. Scientists have a lot of knowledge about what happens to our bodies when we die. Obviously, they're not sure what happens to our consciousness, and I think that's something universally we can everybody can agree with that there's a there's a difference between our physical being and our thought process. Um, scientists believe that when we die, our brain, which is our conscious, just disconnects. Even me, who is not religious, it's very very difficult for me to fathom no no conscious existence. Um, I, I can see my body dying, but it's, it's very hard to fathom just nothingness. Um, scientists say when we die, our heart stops beating, our brain stops functioning. This means that our cells no longer receive oxygen, nutrients. They die. The process of cell death is necrosis happens very quickly. Uh, during this time, the brain may release a surge of hormones and neurotransmitters, uh, the surge may be responsible for vivid memories and hallucinations that some people report as experiencing near-death experiences. After the brain has stopped functioning, there is no longer any electrical activity in the brain, uh, which means there is no longer any consciousness, awareness, or thought. Obviously, scientists have tried to study uh, near-death experiences in order to learn about what happens to the consciousness after death. However, NDEs are subjective experiences that are very difficult to measure or study scientifically. So, Well, I'm going to give science a prediction here. Because science says that uh, energy just does not disappear. You cannot eliminate energy. It only transfers from one thing to another. So, I mean, if your body dies out, where does energy from your body go? It has to go somewhere and it has to be released somehow. Where? How? Um, Religion will tell you that energy is a soul. And when you die, that soul leaves your body and goes somewhere. Goes to heaven. Um, Goes to hell. It's your soul that goes there. Um, 
That would be the energy that scientists talk about. What is their explanation, science's explanation for just the energy disappearing? And that's, that's the thing. Even though I follow science, it's hard for me to fathom that they, they say it just nothing exists. Everything ceases to exist any further. There's, there's no such things as thoughts, conscious, or awareness. And that is very hard for me to fathom. Uh, to go with my theory, the one thing that is true is if you think about it, everybody that ever dies goes to sleep first. If you if you get shot in the head, you go unconscious and then you die. If you have a heart attack, you go unconscious, you die. Any way anybody ever dies, they go to sleep first. And that's kind of why I went with the theory that you just dream forever. You go to sleep. Your body shuts down. You never wake up. I mean, that's a solid theory. Unless you get your head blown off, and then you're not going to sleep. From my understanding, if you you can even be fully decapitated, and you will go unconscious before your heart and everything else stops. Hmm. <clears throat> Whether it's blood loss, shock, or right. or whatever it is. I'm gonna have to look into that. I have a so I have a question. You talked about how religiously God says you start all over when you go to heaven. Yes. How do you feel about that? Like, is that something you want? Like, to to be told I'll start all over, as opposed to I'll see the people I lost and I loved when I pass away. Is that something that? Sounds appeasing to you? Well, I mean, I'll, if you I'll had your choice, that. I just let yeah. me let me phrase it this way. I'm sorry. If you had your choice, where you're like you're gonna go to heaven, you're gonna start all over, be a completely new person, and you're not gonna remember anything in your life from ever, or you go to sleep for all of eternity and dream about everybody you ever cared about. Well, I mean, I would look at it as <laughs> what kind of life did I live? Um, if I'm trying to be my best, that means I haven't, you know, screwed too many people over. Mm -hmm. Um, and I wouldn't mind seeing those people, but the fact there's a couple things behind that. So now there's people we know we've upset. Mm -hmm. Are we going to run into them again? <coughs> Is there going to be trouble for us? What happens if you've really harmed someone in your life? Not intentionally, but they According to the Bible, you. you can murder or rape somebody and, and if you're if you're sincerely remorseful you can go Correct. to heaven so yeah so someone could be there that you've harmed you think they're going to forgive you would you want to run into that drama um then it wouldn't be heaven i mean so there's some things that if we ran into all of our loved ones um or people we have loved at some point in time things could get quite confusing and overloaded. That's very uh, true. What if you ran into family members you didn't like? All of them. Okay, so what happens when you run into them? What if they made it? What if, you know, the part of them that you love the most or like the most was the part you get to meet and see and be with forever? No, that's what I've heard a lot, too, is everybody has their own personal <laughs> heaven, which may right. be they have versions of everybody they loved without the negative aspects. Right, everything they loved about someone is there. Or you get the version that you remember the most vividly um, of anger and, you know, not the good parts. Is that the heaven you want to be in? Or would you rather be in a heaven where everything is fresh and new and you just don't remember the previous life? Um, so, I mean, living in a paradise is good. And while I'm on earth, um, I pray that my family and friends all end up in paradise. It would be nice to see them all again. <clears throat> but right now, knowing that they could all be there, whether or not I see them, it's kind of like letting go of uh, a girlfriend, for instance. You know that life for that girlfriend would be better without you, and you have to let them go. Uh, Darlene agrees with my theory. Sarah says she wants to go to heaven and be back with her loved ones. 
Pete says he went to Catholic school from an early age. The shit he's gone through in life made him think God didn't exist. Why didn't he help me through my tough times? I, I, I think we we talked about that a lot in the first episode about religion too. Is um, you know, why does God, <clears throat> if there is a heaven and God. We'll we'll get into the devil, Lucifer, shortly. But if there's a heaven and God, you know, banished Lucifer to hell and he made his own empire there, why is there evil on on earth? And then religious people will say um, to give humans free will to make them make their own choices. But it's kind of contradictory to me because why would God create an entire universe an entire planet with all these creatures as a buffer. Like why make a, why create us and then make us decide if we create us in his image and then make us decide if we want to be good or evil to go back to, to go to another plane of existence. Why not just give us the, the, the great plane of existence from start? Well, my assumption is a, that he created the angels up there, and there was a revolt in heaven. Mm-hmm. That revolt in heaven um, led to some creationism here on earth. Those evil angels, that you know, the fallen angels, Lucifer and his crew, came to earth. They can exist in both realms of hell and earth very easily. Um, at one point in time, all the angels could come and go as they pleased. But wasn't and Lucifer... Was wasn't... From my understanding, Lucifer did not create hell. God created hell for for Lucifer and banished him there. So if he was banished to hell, why would he be free to roam earth as well? A place that God himself created. He's an angel. But if God created angels, he should be able to strip them of their powers. If he has the power to, to banish Lucifer to a specific location he should have had the power to prevent him from coming to Earth. I mean, that that is a good question. I mean, we don't have all the answers to that. I mean, it just makes sense that angels and both sides could come. But, you know, the angels in heaven are still obeying God and staying there. Correct. Um, the angels from hell are not. The angels from hell um, listen to Lucifer. So they are the ones that are leading the temptations on earth, causing the problems um, a lot of the time. But that free will aspect is there. But if you're tempted to do something enough in a certain way, it's the ultimate battle of good and evil. Are you going to listen to your inner angels that say, don't do this, or the one whispering in your ear that says you'll be a millionaire, or you're going to be famous, or you're going to be this and that? And you, everyone has... Uh, you know, the, the want to be rich, famous, or any of this other stuff, um, gain power. It's just how much of a will do you have to actually have each one or all of them? Um, or the willpower to stop those evil temptations. Um, Sarah asks, who is Hades? Uh, Hades is uh, the Greek. Greek. Yeah, he uh, Hades is a Greek god, the god of the dead, king of the underworld. Um, so it, it's pretty much their version of, of what we're discussing. Um, same, same theory, just different, different culture. So if, okay, so God gave everybody the, the free will to make good or bad decisions. What about doing bad things to good people? Why would God do that? I think universally, almost every religion can, will state that children are the purest, most innocent form of mankind. Babies, who, who we have no memories of being, the purest of the pure, why give them cancer? Why, why give them terminal illnesses to end their lives and put them through lots of suffering at such a young age? Uh, well, death, disease, and plague were brought on earth because of uh, the sins of mankind. Uh, the Old Testament speaks very uh, in-depth about all of this stuff. Uh, there was no death. There was no disease. There was no cancer. Nothing was killing you until man sinned. Uh, and when man started sinning against God, 
um, death disease came to Earth. Cancer Diane, sorry, Earth. Diane asked the question just as I asked it. So just real <laughs> quick, the, uh, we, we brought it up earlier, the difference between the Old Testament and New Testament. And you said that since God sacrificed Jesus, he was much more forgiving. So I understand prior to that bringing sickness and pain, but if that was the case, why does that stuff still happen? If he's much more forgiving now since Jesus, why still cause so much torture and pain on children? There still are sinners, um, and if you read the Bible, we are born into sin. So whether or not we say children are innocent, they are still, they still have committed sin. And that makes uh, me so mad. God created us in His image, <clears throat> and then we're the day we're born, we're sinners in His eyes. Well, I wouldn't necessarily say the day you're born, but I mean, I, you look at it, and that's essentially what it says. I mean, every kid born at some point in time, probably very young disobeys their parents um and that's a sin i mean you're supposed to honor thy mother and thy father um now are we gonna call a baby a sinner like here no like we don't see them that way yeah they're innocent and sweet and we love them um that is what we do Except that is the the caring uh, well we still love them just <laughs> close our eyes when we do it <laughs> <clears throat> So it's it's tough to say. I mean, um, the diseases and plagues of today are nowhere near what the Bible described them being um, back then. You know, leprosy, your skin is falling off your body, and it happened a lot. Um, locusts eating everything. You know, demons are angels coming and taking the firstborn. Um, there's way worse stuff going on back in the beginning of the Bible. So it's not, I mean, according to the Bible, you are correct. So in the example of, of babies, you know, having cancer and stuff, it's not so much as them being targeted by God. It's them being repercussions of <clears throat> plague and disease and things God introduced into earth to, to punish us. Mm. Yeah, and I mean, if you look at mankind, really, we have all the tools to fix everything. I got to say, God's kind of a dick. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing is there are solutions to every problem we have on this planet. There are. It's just the consequences that come along with that. So for cancer, there are probably there's probably a cure. Oh, but yeah. the treatments are well well more worth it than a cure would be. Let's say if you could cure cancer with an aspirin, okay, <laughs> which we know isn't true. Yeah. Um, it would be dirt cheap, okay? But the treatments for cancer cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars. Big Pharma makes big money. And the government gives <laughs> them millions and billions of dollars to research it. Why are there more and more different types of cancer now? Okay, I'm sure it started out as one form, but now it's metastasized to every possible type of cancer it could be. Yeah. Um, when did that start? When did we start running into these new cancers? Probably when people decided it was bigger business to make money treating it than solving it. Yeah, that's very true. Um, <clears throat> definitely fucking healthcare in the world. <clears throat> so you brought up uh, going to heaven and <clears throat> sorry, dry mouth. Uh, being everything you remember, being new, you don't remember anything. Then we also talked about maybe your own personal heaven. But this is your conscious. I think most people believe it's your conscious that goes to heaven. How do how does religion? Describe the your physical assistance. Like, how would you think of yourself in heaven? I, I feel like your consciousness is always going to think of you, even if you look different. Like, how, how would you look? But even if you look different, it's always going to think of you as the consciousness it always knew, or the physical being it always knew. Like, how does religion describe physical existence in, in uh, heaven? Uh, and I think you might have me uh, questioning there, because I've read the Bible a couple times. 
Um, and I don't think there's really a clear answer of what form you're going to be in. I mean, we have a soul. Um, we have a consciousness. Um, but yeah, the physical form, I can't remember if it even says what that physical form is going to be like. Yeah, because that, that would open up a whole other <clears throat> conversation. If we, if, we, if we have different physical forms and we see our loved ones, how will we see them? It's like a whole nother, a whole nother conversation. And that could quite possibly be the reason that we start over mm. as because we don't go up there as ourself. We go up there as a consciousness, a spirit, a soul. We go up there and enjoy different lives, essentially, um, where we don't look the same. Um. Have you heard the theory that some people believe heaven is a state of being rather than uh, a plane of existence or a physical place? Like uh, they say heaven is a place we get finding all of us regardless of our, our location, that we can get to a point in life where we could just be so content and happy that there's nothing else that could be better. <laughs> I'm just glad he didn't start singing Heaven is a Place on Earth, because that's what it sounded like you were about to do. Um, I mean, I think that sounds like something a hippie would say, if you ask me. Um, or a Buddhist, because they were about the Zen, getting to that happy plane of existence. Um, I mean, it would be an interesting concept that I could get to a place in my life where I'm just like, dude, this is it. This is where I need to be. Uh, this is everything. Um, but how would you know what place that is? That's, that's a more important question. You get there, but how do you know that's where you're going to be? Um, what you want? What if there's better? Wouldn't that, if you, I mean, to be fair, biblically, shouldn't we all be appreciative and happy with whatever our life brings at us and isn't? No matter how happy we can be, isn't thinking heaven can make us happier? Isn't that a form of a sin? I mean, you're supposed to strive for heaven, but you're not supposed to covet what it brings for you. And no, you're not supposed to be happy with everything you have. You're still supposed to strive for better. It's just that when I see my neighbor drive up a Ferrari, that I'm not getting jealous he's driving a Ferrari. Like, well, if I want one of those, maybe I'll go work for it. You know, you got to put in the work and the effort. Um, it's not like I look at the neighbor's wife and like, oh, yeah, because that's a sin. I have my wife. I love my wife. I put my uh, my efforts in, and, I mean, she's who I covet, but not like the sin type covet. You know, it, it, it's kind of a slippery slope. Um, between the, I'll earn it or I just want it. So God was the first ever being. He is the one that defines from the very beginning of time, what is good and what is bad. He created all the angels. Um, he gave them. He programmed them to be able to rebel against him and him to consider that that was a bad thing. So the fact that there's evil in the world and him being the first creator, wouldn't that mean that God created evil and would make him partially evil? He's the one that defines it. He's the one that created it and he's the one that gave it to people. I mean, it's an interesting concept, but I mean, he gave us all free will. I mean, he gave us but but free will is like he literally opened up the dictionary <laughs> and said, "This is what free will is going to mean. This is what the definition of being mean is going to be. I'm going to define. I'm going to make it so people can think of killing each other. Like all these things that he could have just never gave us. Like right, he literally thought these things in his head. He's like sadistic one night drunk thinking oh it would be cool if i gave them an option of stabbing each other like and then they they disappear like all these weird things that didn't exist prior to him existing well i mean you look at it that way but he's not like making you do things every single day 
So he gave someone along the way the idea of making a knife because it would help them hunt Mm. or a utility tool. And then someone else came along the way and said, oh, I could use this on a human that got on my nerves that I didn't like. Um, It's not like God went to that human and said, go stab this guy. And, you know, I I work on video games in my free time. Like, I program a little bit. I'm thinking if I'm trying to make the perfect world, I'm going to be like, oh, somebody can use this knife on somebody. I'm going to make it so their skin is impenetrable. Like, I'm thinking of ways to make things better, and he kind of added ways to make it the opposite. Well, uh, along the way, like I said, there were sinners. He created a planet with people that was supposed to be obedient and worship him. Okay, now it sounds kind of like he's power-hungry and on a power trip. And maybe his angels that he created first said, well, God's tripping. Um, we need to stop this. And then you had a rebellion. Uh, we get that in countries along the world, you know, around the world, where a guy power trips and citizens rebel. Yeah. Um, now, do they do evil things in that rebellion? Oh, yeah. And do those evil things stick around? Yeah. Um, but, I mean, the original sin was when Eve stole the apple. Um, so, sin was created a long time ago. I mean, the first thing she was told not to do was eat from the tree of knowledge. But he still programmed that in her, that she had the option to not listen. Like he, Correct. He, he made that initial change. Yeah, he took the blocker off. But what fun <laughs> would it be if you're the creator and everything went exactly the way you wanted to do? There'd be nothing interesting to watch. It wouldn't be an experiment if you knew the outcome. All right, this time has been flying by, but I want I want to talk. We didn't really talk about the devil very much, uh, so I want to talk to him for, Screw that for guy. the last few minutes. <laughs> My question is: is um, in Christian theology, the devil identified as Lucifer, Lucifer, Satan, angel who rebelled against God, was cast out of heaven. Uh, the devil did not directly create hell, but rather it was a place already prepared by God for the devil and his followers. Um, this interpretation suggests that hell is a consequence of the devil's rebellion and a place of punishment for those who have lined themselves with evil. Because a lot of people think Lucifer or the devil, you go to hell and he punishes you for all of eternity. Um, That was a question, that was a debate I had with religious people a lot growing up. And that's actually not the the theory behind it. The theory is, is that God punishes you he sends you there to be punished with the devil and the devil's followers. It's not the devil and his followers himself that do the punishing. Because I always said, why would the devil, I think I said it on our last religious podcast, why would the devil punish you for believing in him and doing his bidding? And that's not the case. I just wanted to, like I said, I'm not against religion. I'm just asking the hard-hitting questions. And that was a theory that I, I saw that definitely made a lot more sense than the devil being the one that does the punishing. Right. I mean, it, it does make sense because, yeah, if you're a friend with somebody or aligned with someone, why would they turn their back on you when you have to join them for your bad deeds? I'm glad you said that, and I'm glad you agree with me. So my question <laughs> is, God, who sacrificed his son to be forgiving and has already plagued earth with plagues and disease and pain, why would he continue to punish people in a plane of existence? Why would he continue to punish them for all of eternity, people that he created? Well, I would say that if people don't believe in him and people are going against him, he's going to move them away. He wants people like him, in his image, with him, that believe in him. Um, obviously, if, uh, we'll say like the son of Sam, it's just pure a purely evil person. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no redemption for someone that doesn't want redemption. Yeah. So that person is going to be sent to hell. I mean, it's fairly simple. You have a whole lifetime to get your life, your your soul redeemed, essentially. For Do you those think things sin can wrong. happen in heaven? Huh? Do you think sin can happen in heaven? If somebody, if somebody, well, I wouldn't necessarily say rebellion against him. 
they didn't try killing him is sin. But do you think in, in that plane of existence, somebody can lose their top, have a couple too many to drink one night or something, and kill somebody? Do you think that's possible? I don't, because I don't think any of that stuff is there. Here on Earth, we use drugs, alcohol, and stupid choices to get thrills, feel some serotonin release, some endorphins, get a little rush out of doing this stupid stuff. Heaven is going to be that for you already. You aren't going to need any of that other stuff when you're there. Hmm. So it's not going to be a place where you're running around for sexual freedom and looking for a beer because you have the buzz of life up there. I or still say, I still say, if there's a heaven and everything you say is true, why didn't he just do that to begin with? Because that's not the experiment. <laughs> oh, okay. So we're now just the bigger question. We're Let's all... go back to the beginning. Okay. And the real beginning. So if scientists have this whole theory of this ball of gas exploding and creating a planet. Why can't they reproduce that? They could take the same gases, the same materials, put them in a super collider to create the same theory they think happened or create this scientists planet. have been scientists have been working on it. It's such a it's such um anomaly that it's really, really hard to produce the exact and the amount of pressure that it took for all the stars to collide to meld into what we call Earth in as far as scientific theory goes, it's hard to recreate that kind of pressure on a smaller scale. They're trying and if if they're able to succeed question is is if they're able to succeed in recreating that Will that change anything in your thought process personally? Because I kind of liked your theory as far as a religious, as far as religious goes, where God created the Big Bang. So, would if they're able to recreate the Big Bang smaller, would that change your your belief at all? I uh, can just honestly answer: they're never going to be able to reproduce what God did. They're just not. Um, they've been able to recreate. I can a black create a life. I just leave a pot of old food on the stove for a few weeks oh uh, well i mean there are <laughs> bacteria in the air at all time and molds in the air so if you want to try a true experiment like that you need a clean room you need to make sure there's no bacteria in that room then leave that pan in there and see if new life is created in a clean environment where there was no life before because there's mold and bacteria living on our bodies. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, s scientists believe that we all came from some random spore that existed somewhere in... Yeah. Uh, I can't believe that. Other otherwise, they'd be able to create the same thing. Well, like I said, I, I want to say it, it's not easy to recreate that kind of pressure that caused the meld. Well, um, the, the Big Bang, maybe, but the theory of evolution that we were single-cell you know, organisms at one point in time, they could make an accelerator to age something and watch the life cycle speed up and show us where and when an amoeba turned into a two-cell organism that turned into a four-cell and then turned into... There, I will, I, will, I will find... A, I've, I've watched a lot of documentaries on the evolution chain. Um, I will I will post a couple YouTube uh, videos. They're they're gonna be long documentaries, like hour plus, that kind of show the the chain of what they what they believe through research, through DNA gathering, through uh, fossils, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, what what they believe happened. Oh man, this hour went by quick. I feel like we could talk for another hour, but I think we should wrap up. Well, that's why we're gonna have more religion episodes. We are. <clears throat> uh, me and Justin this week, we we filled out the the schedule for the rest of the season. I do have a a part, another part of religion coming up. I think in February, which is gonna be uh, the stories of the Bible discussion. Um, so. If you go on Facebook, you can always see our list of upcoming episodes. Next week, um, we have the, mid the holiday and mid-season finale. <laughs> it got moved up a week because the week after that, I'll be in Florida. 
uh, enjoying the warm weather. So next weekend, mid-season finale, no specific topic, just gave me random shit. If you join us live, you can ask us any questions uh, live. If you don't join us live, feel free to post a comment and we'll we'll answer it live on the air. Just going to be random conversations about nothing specific. And then we will be off until, I believe, January 7th or January 10th, whatever the, the Sunday is around there. Yeah, we're going to have a couple weeks break. Eat some food, enjoy some time. And if you want to get questions answered, you know who we are. Exactly. So send us a message. Also, put it. go to our Facebook page, ask us something. Um, start the fire and we'll extinguish it. UnstableDuel.com, Facebook, Spotify, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Apple everywhere. <laughs> find us wherever you want except at your house because i ain't there yet <laughs> <laughs> i hope everybody has a good week and we will see you guys all next week see you later